Welcome to Bible Platform, a half-hour radio broadcast ministry with Reverend Hansen Metal, the General Overseer of Christian Worship Center. Stay tuned and you will be blessed. To God be the glory, great things he has done and greater things he will do. Great things because by his grace we are counted among the living. Father, we thank you. Your grace and mercy has kept us. And we do not take this grace for granted, never. Let the power of your spirit speak into our spirit and make us instruments of kindness. In Jesus' name, amen. When we look at our world today, there are a lot of things that are in short supply. One of them is kindness. And this morning I want to share with you on the need to sow kindness. Why sow kindness? Sow because that implies putting in extra effort. Now we are in a world that stress is increasing at the speed of light because of the economic circumstances. And then which is aggravated by covid that we haven't yet come to grips with in terms of managing it and, and making sure that we are on top of the game. So many people are not thinking about themselves. Indeed, almost everyone is not thinking about himself. And, beloved, if we don't take care, we will lose touch with the reality of our calling as Christians. But we don't want to get to that point. In the midst of the stress, in the midst of the need, and we ourselves not being sure sometimes how far we're going to go, we have to maintain the spirit of showing kindness. And I want to speak specifically also to those who may have been abused or taken advantage of by people in the past. Today you stand in a place or position where you can help them out of difficult situations that you see them in but then something stopping memories of how they have treated you is still holding you captive and stopping you from showing them kindness and i believe that the spirit of god is saying to us today that that is not and that should not be our portion we reflect christ and the god we worship the god of the holy bible is saying to us by his word that if there's something that he desires of us to manifest it is the spirit of kindness. You see, you cannot call yourself a believer in Jesus Christ and always being vindictive, trying to find a way of getting even with those who in the past have abused you or taken advantage of you. This subject is in sync with forgiveness. When you make up your mind that whatever has happened in the past must stay in the past, and you ask the Holy Spirit to help you, to open yourself up, to be a channel, so that it doesn't matter who needs your help, you'll be available to show kindness. The Lord will work through you, and you will be surprised. It may be your parents, it may be your brothers, your sisters, it may be your spouse. When there's need to show kindness, you will not hold back. Let me give you an example, a beautiful example set for us by King David. And I'm going to read from the book of Second Samuel chapter number 9. Now keep in mind how King Saul tormented David 
and aggressively, persistently, and consistently sought to kill King David. Now King Saul had died, and we journey on to 2 Samuel chapter 9, where David had become king. Many others who are taking the stance that, and there are examples of such instances happening in the scriptures, where the kings of Israel will eliminate everyone belonging to the family of kings that came before them. No kindness, no mercy, because those who came before them may have done something against them. But here we find King David, 2 Samuel chapter 9, from verse 1 to the verse 7. And David said, Is there still anyone left of the house of Saul that I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake? That I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake. So, beloved, here we are in the New Testament context. Who is our Jonathan? That for his sake we can show kindness to those who may have abused us and taken advantage of us. We are no more under the dispensation or in the dispensation of an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. Jesus Christ didn't teach us that. Jesus Christ is our Jonathan. And so for Christ's sake, we can show kindness. Here David says, Is there still anyone left of the house of Saul that I may show in kindness for Jonathan's sake? Is there anyone left? That means that he went out of his way to look for people in the family of an enemy that he could help. On the basis of his relationship with Saul's son, Jonathan, can I suggest to you that we have a relationship with the Son of God? And for the sake of our relationship with the Son of God, who was able to show kindness in circumstances that any other human being may cry for vengeance for the sake of this Son of God, we have to show some kindness. So I want to challenge you at this time. If you have issue with your parents, you have issue with your spouse, if you have issues with someone who is going through very terrible times and you have the capacity and the ability to help, it is time to show kindness. The verse 2 says, David asked the question, we don't always have to wait for people to come to us. Sometimes we need to take a step of exploring finding out who can I be a blessing to? Who is in need that I can show kindness? You know, when we do that, this is the catch. We are able to touch the hearts and lives of many, many, many people that we could never have been able to touch or will never be able to touch if we hold back. When you are kind towards people, they open up so you can share the gospel with them. You leave the Christ by being kind. Hallelujah. So, David asked that question. And verse 2 says, Now there was a servant of the house of Saul, whose name was Ziba. And they called him to David. And the king said to him, Are you Ziba? And he said, I'm your servant. And the king said, Is there not still someone of the house of Saul that I may show the kindness of God to him? Ziba said to the king, There is still a son of Jonathan. He is crippled in his feet. The king said to him, Where is he? And Ziba said to the king, He is in the house of Mashel, the son of Amiel, at Lodibar. Then King David sent and brought him from the house of Mashel, the son of Amiel, at Lodibar. 
and Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, son of Saul, came to David and fell on his face and paid homage. And David said, Mephibosheth, and he answered, Behold, I am your servant. And David said to him, Do not fear, for I will show you kindness. Hallelujah. For I will show you kindness for the sake of your father, Jonathan. And I will restore to you all the land of Saul, your father. And you shall eat at my table always. Now listen to the progression. I will show you kindness for the sake of your father, Jonathan. As children of God, when we gravitate towards showing kindness... Our reference point and reason is for the sake of Christ. There are a lot of things that God, by His Spirit and in His Word, challenges us, props us up to stand up and do for Him. Now, the world may think that you are stupid. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes that's the way the world responds to our kindness. You're sitting in a bus and somebody is stressed out. And you, you, you just take time to make sure that you share your resource or time with that person. And somebody who cares less look at you and you see that look speaks volumes saying to you that, why do you bother? Is that anything that you should be concerned about? Is somebody maybe needs water? Why do you use your money to buy water and give to that person? Well... I do it for Jesus, should be your answer, should be your stance. David said, I do what I do because of Jonathan. And I'm saying that our reference point is we are now in a spiritual dispensation. First the natural, then the spiritual. The Old Testament, the natural reflection, the New Testament, the spiritual manifestation. So our Jonathan is Christ. And so we do what we do, showing kindness. Because of our love for Christ. Glory to the Lamb of God. And the Bible continues and says, Then the king called Ziba, Saul's servant, and said to him, All that belong to Saul and to all his house, I have given to your master's grandson. There is always a grandson. God always positions us in a place where we can touch somebody. So if you decide, for instance, to help somebody and somewhere along the line, or to show kindness to somebody, and somewhere along the line, when the time comes for you or came for you to do it, looks like that person has been sorted out already. That is not the end of the story, beloved. There is always a grandson. There is always somebody in need, somebody requiring kindness. And that's why God has positioned you. We have an assignment. You see, don't let us continually be in the mood of thinking that it's all about Christianity. It's all about what God can do for me. What God can do. God can do and God will do. But God expects you and I to be the legs and hands and mouth and everything that he has to be for lost humanity. Souls are dying. Many are confused. Many are stressed out. There is need for us to show kindness. Sometimes you see the people who even will attack you will do it out of their own frustrations. Their own frustrations. People may react towards you or act towards you in very, very hostile manner. But you don't need to hit back at them with the same heat. 
You see, because they may not even understand the dynamics of this spiritual warfare that we are fighting. They may think they know what they are doing, but like those who crucified Jesus, they thought that they knew what they were doing, but in fact, they did not know nothing. And that's why Jesus was gracious towards them and was kind towards them. And he could pray, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. That's not an easy prayer to pray, but that is not an impossible prayer to pray. So, beloved, here we go again, and I want to assure you that God is trusting and believing in you to be the kind of channel that will show kindness, especially to those who have taken advantage of you in the past, like David. Open your eyes and open your arms and ask, Is there anyone in the house of Saul, my enemy, who is dead? Is there anyone in his house that I can help? I cannot afford to see his generation suffer when I can do something about it. Glory to the Lamb of God. So the king called Ziba, Saul's servant, and said to him, All that belongs to Saul and to his house, I have given to your master's grandson. Beloved, these are properties that has been acquired by King Saul. And now that David had taken over as king, he could easily confiscate those properties. But he said, I'm not going to do that. Bring me somebody from the bloodline of King Saul, the man who made life very miserable for me. And I'm going to give him all that belonged to his grandfather. How I pray and wish that Africa's politicians will learn something from this. We are very vindictive, and therefore many times our development suffers for it. One party comes to power, and it goes on a chase, looking for everything that the previous government has done to destroy it. Looking for every property that anybody associated with that government has acquired. It must be destroyed. Businesses must be destroyed. No mercy. That is not God. And then we go to church, all right, and we soothe our consciences and think that it is okay. It is simply not okay with the God of the Bible. So kindness. Be kind. It's a sign of generosity. Sowing kindness is showing mercy. And I challenge you and I challenge myself that like David, we will walk this path to the glory of God. Hallelujah. You are listening to the Bible Platform with Reverend Hanson Metal. Don't go away. We will be right back. Tune in to the Bible Platform with Reverend Hanson Metal. This and every Tuesday from 5 a.m. to 5.30 a.m. on Sunny 88.7 FM. And your life will never be the same again. God bless you. Welcome back. The message continues. Then Ziba said to the king, According to all that my lord the king commands his servant, so will your servant do. So Mephibosheth ate at King David's table. I've gone on now to verse 11. Like one of the king's sons. He ate at the king's table. He was a cripple. And during those days when you have some physical challenge, 
you are not supposed to be at the king's table. But King David was kind enough to restore to this young man, somebody from the bloodline of his enemy, restore him to such a high-ranking position that he could sit at the king's table. Can I suggest to you today that God, my God, the God of the Holy Bible, want to raise a generation of people who will be known and identified with kindness. I tell you what, if we pursue or walk this path of kindness, families will be blessed than what we are seeing right now. Communities will be blessed. Nations will be blessed. Because we become each other's keeper. We, we watch out for each other. We look out for each other's best interests. And when I'm wishing you well and I'm prepared to show you kindness, show you kindness, you prepare to show me kindness, how can we simply fail? It is impossible. We will succeed. Now David shared with us something very interesting. But before I go to that, I want to show you a contrast to this spirit of kindness that David showed us or displayed to us. In 2 Chronicles chapter 24, the interesting story of King Joash. 2 Chronicles chapter 24, verse number 22. Perhaps to make it very clear, let me begin from verse 20. Then the Spirit of God clothed Zechariah, the son of Jehoiada, the priest. And he stood above the people and said to them, That says God, Why do you break the commandments of the Lord so that you cannot prosper? Because you have forsaken the Lord, he has forsaken you. But they conspired against him, and by the command of the king, they stoned him with stones in the court of the house of the Lord. Thus Joash the king did not remember the kindness that Jehoiada, Zechariah's father, had shown him, but killed his son. He did not remember the kindness that this man's father had done for him, but he killed him. Think about that. We may be killing, even, even as you listen to me right now, you may be killing some people too. And unfortunately, sometimes the people that we kill in quotes are people whose relatives have been a blessing to us one way or the other. People related to them, they themselves may have messed up with us, they themselves may have put us in uncomfortable situations, but they are not the reason we do the things we do. The Bible says that whatever we do, we should do it as unto the Lord. So the Lord, our God, the Christ, of our salvation is the reason that we do the things we do is the reason we do the things we do so if you go about punishing your your father your parents taking revenge on your parents when they need you most in their old age and you will not show them any kindness because when you were growing up they did not treat you well friend don't waste your time going to church giving offering paying tithe Jesus said, if you have an issue with somebody and you come to church and you remember that you have an issue with somebody, he said, go and make amends. Leave your offering there. Go and make amends. Get it right. Amen? Get it right. So if you have the means to help your parents who were not kind towards you, who did not treat you well, 
when you were growing up and now you are in a position to help them because their backs are against the wall. They may be suffering, finding life very difficult and miserable. Don't take pride or satisfaction in the suffering they are going through. Go in there and show kindness. Let the light of Christ shine through you. Forgive them. Help them. Be kind towards them. And the Lord will bless you for it. Praise God. So don't be like this wicked king, Joash, who was so ungrateful. He was ungrateful because the Bible says that Joash, the king, did not remember the kindness that Jehoiada, Zechariah's father, had shown. He killed Zechariah. What was Zechariah's fault? Zechariah had come to prophesy against the people's lack of repentance. That was all. And so sometimes you see the people that we show ingratitude to, the reasons for our ingratitude sometimes doesn't even make sense. I mean, how can you, how can you kill somebody's son because God sent him with a message to come and give to you and you didn't like the message? And so he must be killed. Meanwhile, his father, his father, you are a benefactor of his father. His father was a blessing to you. And you couldn't be kind enough towards his son. But you went out of your way to kill him. Beloved in Christ, if we will walk this path of kindness, sow seeds of kindness, even sometimes to our own children, we are not able to do it. We are not able to be kind towards our children. Once he offends you, you take it out on him, and you are not allowing even that, that child to come back to you and experience the kindness of the Spirit of God. You're not doing good. David testified about the kindness of God, and no doubt he was kind towards others. In Psalm 31 verse 21, he said, Blessed be the Lord, for he has shown me his marvelous kindness in a strong city. What we experience from God, we must give to others. David said, God has shown me marvelous kindness. No doubt David showed kindness to others. Psalm 117 verse 2. Psalm 117 verse 2. Again, David testifies. For his merciful kindness is great towards us, and the truth of the Lord endureth forever. I love this. His merciful kindness. His merciful kindness. Mercy and kindness lumped together. That's all it might be. You can't be a Christian and be vindictive. You can't be a Christian and not be kind. There's something must be wrong. That is not what our faith teaches. Our faith teaches kindness, mercy, being gracious. Sow the seeds of kindness. And you will reap such joy and blessing that you cannot contain. Hallelujah. Let me take one more scripture before we get out of here today. Isaiah 54 verse 10. For the mountains shall depart and the hills be removed. But my kindness shall not depart from thee. Hallelujah. I will not remove my kindness from you. I will not withdraw my kindness from you. This is God speaking. I will not withdraw my, my kindness from you. The mountains can depart. The hills can be removed. But I will not remove my kindness from you. Neither shall the covenant of peace 
be removed, saith the Lord, that hath mercy on thee. Hallelujah, saith the Lord, that hath mercy on thee. So Colossians 3, 12 says, Put on therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercy, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, and long-suffering. We'll be talking more of the things of the Spirit and how God expects us to manifest these wonderful, wonderful fruits so that people will know Him, that He is a God of love and goodness. God bless you. I'm your friend, Pastor Hansen, better saying bye for today. Thank you for listening to Bible Platform. Bye. For listening to Bible Platform. For questions, prayers, and counseling, contact Reverend Metal on 0244 Thank you for listening. Tune in same time next week. God bless you. Your